Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter, Spotify, and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. And if you like the podcast, you can support the podcast by checking out our Patreon, where we give exclusive content at patreon.com backslash the Mid Podcast. So I'm your co-host, Catherine, here with my mid co-host, Brendan. Well, damn. Twice in one day. What the fuck? And we realized we were a little late on our AEW review that y'all usually expect it early Saturday afternoon. We had some technical difficulties, so we're giving it to you Monday evening. So, So. Brendan, are you ready to get mid with some AEW? Let's go. Let's go. As usual, we start off with our random news. You have any random news? Uh, not that I know of. I have plenty. Um, I want to discuss the comment made by Brock Lesnar on the Pack McAfee show today. The- and if y'all have not checked this out, y'all need to go see it on YouTube. Brock was fucking hilarious. That is. So, Brock said that he really didn't give a shit if he's in the Hall of Fame or not. Well, damn. Okay, then. Do you think Brock will be put in the Hall of Fame? He has to be. He better. Or if not, it's rigged. (laughs) It's rigged. Yep. Okay, then. So, our next random wrestling news. Evidently, your boy Kyle O'Reilly commented that the WWE mentality drove him to sign with AEW. I don't blame him. Think he's doing better in AEW? I think right now he's doing better in life because he just had a kid. Okay. So, probably, I would assume so. Maybe. Speaking of kids, Gargano's supposed to have his kid this week. Nice. Or next. Nice. So that's fun. Can't wait to see him back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um... Someone's contract expires in 2024. Do you think you could see them in AEW? Cesaro? Yep. Probably. You think he'd be a good fit for AEW? It depends where AEW is at in 2024. Do you think there will be a bidding war for Cesaro or MJF? Both. Um, What are your thoughts on everybody... Slamming Vince McMahon from taking money from the Saudis and referring to it as blood money. Money is money. Some companies take money from untrusted people. I find it funny how they're taking Saudi money, but yet they won't release a Middle Eastern man out of his contract. And that's where... 
I'm stopping that opinion. Yeah, opinion that. Okay then. So Hall of Famer Lita made a comment that AEW was doing exciting stuff. However, it's just not a good fit for her. Right now. Right now. Do you think you would could see her in AEW sometime? Maybe. Maybe not. I think if she came to AEW, that women's division would be lit. Oops. Have her as a coach, that division probably would might be better than the men. Maybe. But the women's roster isn't that deep, but they put on good matches. Almost every week, both of the women matches we get are decent. Yeah, I mean, like I've said numerous times on this podcast, I was never a fan of women wrestling. So if you can keep my interest in a women's match, you have to be doing something right. And AEW has done that. Yeah. I mean, that is even with me going to live shows. Because uh, that would be usually when I would go take my piss break during a live show. <laughs> Next, rumor has it Miro is healthy. When do you think we could expect to see him again? Wednesday. No, I am. I don't know. After the revolution, maybe. Maybe before. I would probably have to say after because revolutions in like. Three weeks. Or maybe he's the surprise entrance into the ladder match. Hmm, could be. If they do have a surprise entrance. I could see that. So who do you think is the next breakout star in AEW? Ooh. Darby. Isn't he already a star in AEW? He's going to grow even more at the start of this year. I'm going to go with Lee, Mor- Lee Moriarty. Yeah, that works too. Dante Martin. Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm just... Who am I kidding? We all know who it's going to be. And who would that be? Hook. Could be Hook. Could be, it is going to be Hook. It's fucking Hook. <laughs> yes, everybody on the podcast knows you're a hooker. Yes. You, you wear that with pride. Uh, you're damn right. I'm a proud hooker. <laughs> so, uh, evidently, someone asked the con, the good con as we refer to him, about Shane McMahon joining AEW. His response was, Not sure Shane would be a good fit for AEW, but at least he's kind enough to take his call. If he just doesn't, like, see Shane as a good fit, that's... But at least he's, like, willing to listen to Shane and see what could go on. See if, like, maybe Shane is a good fit for AEW. Maybe he's not. Right now, I don't think he's necessarily needed. But we all know what happened the last time a McMahon went into a different company. Got bought. That is true. 
So, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> so earlier, we were discussing Kyle O'Reilly in his comment about the mentality of WWE. Yeah. And evidently, other WWE superstars, as they call themselves, um, have sort of said the same thing along those lines about the mentality in the locker room at WWE. Well, it seems like Vince came out and said there's nothing wrong with the mentality among WWE superstars. Who do you believe? The superstars? Vince is only in it for the money. Given that today you had a superstar tweet out that he does not want to go to Raw tonight. So, Vince, if your mentality in your locker room is so great, why are your employees tweeting out they don't want to come to work now? Because he tweeted that out because of the Super Bowl. Oh, no. No, that has nothing to do with that. Just saying. It has nothing to do with that. Some people are taking it as he wants to be gone from WWE. Maybe, but I'm taking it as either he's hungover or he didn't like the outcome of the Super Bowl. Or he loved the outcome of the Super Bowl. You know how you can cure a hangover? Sleep. Take two two Tylenol and drink a bottle of Gatorade before you go to bed? And you'll be fine the next day. Sleep. So, if you could trade one WWE wrestler for an AEW wrestler, who would you trade for? Um, AJ Styles. No. Finn Balor. Hmm. Finn Balor. And who would you send? Nobody. You have to send somebody from AEW to WWE. It's called a trade. Um, Fuego. Well, damn, you just pulled that one out. Yep. I think I would take from WWE. I think I would take Randy Orton and bring him to AEW and send Darby Allen to WWE. No, Darby, st- Darby has to stay in AEW. Send Fuego. Fuck that guy. I kind of like Fuego. Send Maxwell to WWE. Then he wouldn't be Maxwell anymore. That's the point. <gasps> <laughs> You're killing me, son. So every year that AEW has a contract with Warner Media, they get a 10% escalator. What does that mean? So that means like if they keep bringing in better profits than the previous year, they get 10, 10% additional on top of that? Yeah. So what do you think the revenue for AEW was in 2020 given it was a pandemic? I think I saw something where it was like 60 million. 
$63 million. What do you think their revenue was for 2021? Was it like 89? $84 million. Well, damn. Economic people, economists as they're called, that look at stuff like this, said they have a chance to make over $100 million this year alone. Jesus. I mean, Tony's got a lot of my money in like a four-week span. I think they will break the $100 million mark. Well, you know what would be really cool? Huh? If they busted out on the billion mark and pretty much told WWE to kiss their ass. The only reason WWE is profitable is because of its history. I was going to say, they've been around forever. But for a three-year company to have an could have an estimated profit of over $100 million, not bad. You got to be doing something right with your business. Uh-huh. So, another one. Um, how many women between the age of 18 and 34 did you think watch AEW last year? A lot. Give me a number. I don't know, like 70,000, 38,667 women between the ages of 18 and 34 watched AEW on average last year. Okay. That number now... Is as, is averaged at eighty thousand seven hundred and fifty. Well, damn. That is almost double for the previous year that women are watching wrestling for mm. AEW. Well, damn. I mean, they do have the hot Sammy Guevara. What woman would not want to watch that? Fuck Sammy. He's a bitch. I don't like him. In the 21-22 era, time frame, whatever. Yeah. The TV audience for AEW grew 31.2%. Out of that, its female audience jumped 108.8%. Huh. Interesting. Due to hot men like Sammy Guevara. No. Because good wrestling. No. But I thought you would think Sammy Guevara is hot. Sammy's a bitch. I don't like Sammy. I never have. Okay. What else do you have? Do you want to do our top ten right now? Or do you want to wait? We can do it right now. So, we have created a top ten list of the best heels in wrestling. Yeah. Do you want me to read mine first, or do you want to go? You can read yours first, because truthfully, I didn't think about this. So, go ahead. My top 10. At number 10, Chris Jericho. 
Yeah. Number nine, Shawn Michaels, the boy toy. Number eight, Seth freaking Rollins. Okay. Number seven, Brock Lesnar. Number six, The Miz. Yeah. Number five, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Oh, damn. Number four, The Viper, Randy Orton. Number three, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. Number two, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> and my number one top heel, The Game, Triple H. Okay, ten, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens as a heel is just awesome. Nine would be Roman. I like Roman as a heel. I'll give WWE credit. Heel Roman is the best Roman. Eight. Jericho. Seven. Uh, the NWO as a whole. Okay. Uh, six would be. Da, 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 um, damn, who would be six? Shawn Michaels. Seven. No, five. Or five. Fuck. Um. Damn. Five would be. Brock. Four. Ooh. I don't know who four would be. Randy Orton. Three would be The Miz. Two, Maxwell. Oh, first would be... Eh, who's a good heel? Mm, who's a good female heel? Charlotte Flair. No, somebody who has decent talent. A good female heel. That's a good question. We should do that for the next podcast. Okay. Um. Roddy Piper. Good. I just free bought that shit. Yeah, you were the one asked me, did I already have this shit together? And you didn't. You suck. I free bought it. It's fine. You suck. Anyway, shall we continue? Um, Sure. Let's continue. Oh, Matt Cardona, new NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Whoop, whoop. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Thunder Rosa went off on a fan. Can't say that I would blame her if I, you know, know the whole context of the situation. Kind of deserved it. Um, 17-year-old has a contract with AEW now. Technically, it's not considered a contract. It's considered an internship, and he can't legally sign a contract, and they can't legally offer him a contract until he's 18. So, they gave him an internship. And it's a contract. He's signing with the AEW when he turns 18. Probably. Anyways. Anyways. So, that is our random wrestling news. All right.
So now it is on to Rampage. No, Dynamite. Or yeah, Dynamite. Dynamite comes before Rampage. Dude, Same. You you are mid today. What the hell? I'm tired. Okay. Excuses, excuses. Anyways, Dynamite starts off with Wardlow coming down to the ring. Poor Wardlow. With two cutout cardboards of Maxwell. Sadly. Wardlow, I love you. Then the rest of the pinnacle gets introduced. Besides Wardlow. Wardlow didn't get an introduction. He just came out and walked down to the ring. FTR comes out with Blanchard. Um, Sean Spears gets an entrance. Yeah, that's some fucking bullshit. How you not introduce fucking Wardlow, who helped you beat the little punk bitch in Chicago? And then, Sean Spears gives a list of things to, for Justin Roberts to say about MJF. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. I need Justin Roberts to be a little more enthusiastic about what he's reading. No. Yes. You are talking about the greatest wrestler of all time. Shawn Michaels. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Adam Cole. And you are giving me a monotone voice. I need some more excitement in that. You give me more excitement when you're announcing who's coming to the ring than you did in reading that. He didn't want to read that. I don't care. He's the announcer. He has to read what they give him. No, the fuck he doesn't. The fuck he does. That's his job. (laughs) Anyways, Maxwell comes out on a fucking throne being carried to the ring. I mean, it is Maxwell's world and we're just all living in it. Eh, I guess it helps to cheat every time. Can't win clean, gotta cheat. He didn't get caught, don't matter. He cheated, doesn't matter. Nope, he won cleanly because he didn't get caught. Um, I think they should have dropped the pallet. That would have been funny as hell. Shivani said he would pay $1,000 for Oh, for them to drop it? Well, I don't know what Shivani's beef is with Maxwell. Maxwell's a bitch. What has Maxwell ever done to Shivani? Except be kind every time he is sitting at the announce table? Uh-huh. When he's guest commentating? Uh-huh. Sure. So, sure. I don't know what Shivani's deal is. But, yeah, I think I might have had to laugh, too, if they dropped it. But can we please talk about this fucking outfit? That Maxwell had on. Well, first. First of all, who the fuck styled you? Please tell me it was not yourself because I hate to say it, but that outfit was mid. You know what's his mid? His mid? His fucking fake spray tan. Yeah, we need to work on that too. Yeah. Like, you need a professional to do that. Don't do it yourself because you suck at it. Well, Maxwell gets to the ring, gets up, some ladies with him. One gives him a kiss on the cheek. The other one lays a big kiss right on his lips. Yeah, that was kind of cringy because, um, has he not ever kissed a female before? 
Or he's just salty? No, I'm not salty, because uh, if he's kissing like that, I'm going to have to teach him how to fucking kiss. I think you're salty. I ain't salty. Did you take some salt from Bobby as well? I, I did not. I think you did. I, I'm just saying, Maxwell needs to learn how to kiss, because that, that, no, 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 you didn't need to put your tongue up, up that bitch's nostrils. <laughs> and if that is your girlfriend, like everybody says it was, dude, she's beyond me at you could do a hell of a lot better. That did not look like your type, Maxwell. Anyways, Maxwell's fucking over Wardla. Of course. I mean, eventually Maxwell's gonna enter the um concert hall, and he's gonna get the Powerbomb Symphony plate for him. Yep. And I love me some Maxwell, but I just see it coming. Um... Punk comes out. Has to ruin the moment, of course. Because he's salty as hell that he fucking lost twice to Maxwell in his hometown. Um, says he wants a rematch against the guy who beat him in Chicago. Does AEW give rematches? That's not Maxwell. That's not Maxwell. Does AEW give rematches? Yes. Because, you know, WWE doesn't have rematches in in their contracts anymore. Anyways, Punk said he wants a rematch against Warla. Yeah, and he brings out Dumb and Dumber. Don't talk about Sting and Darby like that. Anyways. It is Goth Grandpa and Goth Grandson. Anyways. Anyways. Punk. Or Maxwell sets up FTR versus Punk with a mystery opponent. But it can't be Sting or Darby. That's not what Maxwell said. He said Tweedledee and Tweedledum, referring to Maxwell and Darby. Oh, so Maxwell is calling himself Tweedledum? No. Nice. He was talking about Grandpa Goth and Grandson Goth. Anyways, we go backstage after that whole segment of uselessness because when Maxwell's on my TV, it's a bullshit time to be alive. So we go backstage to Andrade, Darby, Sting. But wait, can we talk about Maxwell's outfit? Maxwell's outfit was shit. It was shit. And besides, you cannot wear white before Easter, you dipshit. Eh, who cares? And that freaking shirt. I'm all for some paisleys. But honey, you don't look good in paisleys. So don't ever wear a paisley shirt again like that. Eh, who cares? It's Maxwell. He can do what he wants. This is true, but I'm just saying, you are not looking hot that day on my screen. Anyways. Okay, next segment. Andrade. Love Andrade. He shit on the mic. Let Jose do all the talking. Can you agree with that? I don't think I've ever really heard Jose speak. We need Jose on the mic. I don't. I like Andrade, but I can't get behind him on the mic. Okay. So, is it because sometimes you can't understand what he's saying? Because I do have that problem with him a little bit. Well, he had the same problem in the WWE, so maybe that's it. His mic skills just aren't up there. But, anyways. Well, maybe he needs to take uh, pay Maxwell to teach him how to use mic skills. Maxwell's very good on the mic. Or if he's friends with Punk. Have CM Punk teach him. CM Punk is 
get on the mic. Anyways, some they say some stuff. Things was like, didn't you tell them we don't work for each other or something? And then Andrade said he is going to be the next TNT champion. I would be down for that. So, I'll throw this out here. Andrade versus Sammy versus Darby. Come on, Andrade. Yes. So, that's the end of that segment. Then we get a Wardlow match. Heck yeah. Versus the Butcher. And... Well, if you want to take the big man down, what do you go for first? The legs. And that's what Butcher did. He's smart. Didn't last long. Yeah, Warlow killed him. Warlow wins. Then we have a another you, promo. Did you expect Warlow to lose? No. You won. That's all. Um... Have a promo from Penta in a graveyard. Nice. I always dig the graveyard stuff. Digging something up. And it's a dark Penta mask. Nice. And then we get the inner circle implosion. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. What was your take on the overall inner circle segment? I like Santana and Ortiz talking. I couldn't give a fuck about what Jericho had to say. Why is that with you being a Jericho fan? Jericho's old. Jericho's old. Not, I don't like Jericho. I like his song that he comes out to, okay? There's a difference. Okay. Um... I don't know, just Santana, was he the one talking the whole time? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he carried this whole segment. Then Sammy had to open his mouth, and he got told to shut the fuck up. Then he left. Then he took his vest off and laid it in the middle of the ring. Yeah, he left. Thank God. I mean... Maybe you should leave AEW. some Some of the stuff Santana was saying was true. I did like the part where he's like, yeah, if it wasn't for Ortiz, I would have done laid your ass out a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe that. So, all of this sets up <coughs> Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho and Hager. Also, I'm not feeling the whole attendance is mandatory thing that they're trying to get over. Why? I don't know, it's just a bit cringe. Why? Because it's stupid? That's why. Anyways. We go backstage. Rapungi Vice is having an interview. And the Elite show up with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Well, they beat the shit out of Rapungi Vice. And then Adam Cole looks up. And he was like, hey, yo, who's this motherfucker? It's Jay fucking White. Jay White has broken the forbidden door and is has shown up on All Elite Wrestling. So, that was very cool. Mm-hmm. 
And then... After. Is that where he slammed him into the um, trailer? trailer? Yep. <laughs> Somebody gonna have a migraine. Better them than me this time. So, Isaiah Cassidy comes down to the ring. Go to a commercial break. And who comes out? Who comes out? I forgot. How do you forget? Keith fucking Lee. The uh, limitless one. It didn't make an impression on me, evidently, if I forgot it. Well, it should have. And, and I've only watched it once, and so that's why. Damn, I've watched Dynamite more than you this week? What the hell? Yep. Anyways... Keith Lee fucking launches Isaiah Cassidy to orbit. I still don't think Isaiah Cassidy is back on Earth. I don't think Isaiah Cassidy has made landfall yet. Probably not. Yeah. That was something. That was fun. Like, the memes of that are fucking awesome. Hell, even I made one. Even you made one. It was great. <laughs> we love Brandon, though. Yeah, Brandon's pretty cool. Pretty cool for a Tennessee fella. Yep. And then Keith Lee went to the match. Well, would there be any question? No. But Isaiah Cassidy is like one of those guys that if you want somebody to look good, he can make them look good. And he can look good himself. Yeah. The one thing I I think I remember about this match was I said it it is taking too fucking long that Keith Lee should have come in, kicked his ass, rolled out of the ring, be like, fuck it, I'm in AEW, bitches. And I like Isaiah Cassidy. I mean, I like Isaiah Cassidy, too, and I like Keith Lee. I just thought that match was a little too long. Mm, I think it showed... Both strengths of both guys. But you didn't want Isaiah Cassidy to be buried in two minutes. That's what I think did. And I think they went good for it. But that's just my opinion. That's true. But in the span of five minutes, we had the inner circle implode on each other. Jay White opened a forbidden door in Keith, Keith Lee, Lee debut. Mm-hmm. So, then, oh yeah, Matt Hardy walks out. In the middle of the uh Of match. the match. He pulled a Jeff Hardy. Not to mention, Isaiah Cassidy got shoulder tackled, and he might have broke through some dimensions there. Mm-hmm. Um, then, do-do-do-do. And evidently... Isaiah and Matt got some beef going on on Twitter. Keith Lee wins the match. Moves to the ladder match at Revolution. And then Mark Quinn tries to attack Keith Lee. He gets power palmed onto Isaiah Cassidy. Then onto the ring apron. Ouch. Very. Somebody gonna be sore in the morning. So, and it is not from having a good time. No. We get a Britt Baker promo. 
We like DMD. Yes, we love Dr. Britt Baker DMD. And apparently she was the one who signed the check for Mercedes Martinez. What? So it wasn't Jade and Mark Sterling bringing her in. What? It was Britt Baker trying to beat the fuck out of Thunder Rosa. Get the fuck out of here. Dr. Britt, that's a pretty smart move. Uh Uh-huh. So, she announces next week on Dynamite, we have a no-disqualification match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Can't wait. It's gonna be brutal. Going to be fun. Hopefully we get blood. Then you get the greatest tag team in the world, FTR. I was going to say, you wouldn't happen to be referring to FTR. I'm referring to FTR. Sure, I thought it was the Briscoes. And... Dim boys. And... Punk's music kits. Waiting for his opponent. PG Punk. John Moxley is CM Punk's tag team partner. The fucking place went nuts. Yeah. I think even we went nuts because we were not expecting Moxley and a CM Punk tag match and them being partners. It was a good match, too. It was a freaking awesome good match. It was a great match. It, it was the best match of Dynamite. Yeah, I... Because uh... there really wasn't that many matches. I don't know about that one. It might be the second. What was the first? Hangman Archer. Oh, I forgot about that. We didn't talk about that. Not yet. Oh, okay. Dynamite had a lot of matches this week. They're going to have a lot this coming week. Uh-huh. But, um, it might have been a great match. I think it lasted a little bit too long. Also, I do think FTR should have won this match. Mm-hmm. I think some stuff between, like, Moxley and Punk should have, like, costed them the match. They never te- tagged before. Mm-hmm. So, FTR should have taken advantage of that and ended up winning. But I get why Punk and Moxley won for storytelling. But other than that, match was awesome. Yep, yep. And then, we move on to a Jade match. Love my girl, Jade. Versus AQA, who, by the way, AQA has a awesome five-star splash. Nice. She looked very good up against Jade. And was a good match. It was a very good match, but I like my girl, Jade. Money, money, money. And you got to see Jade call this match. She was in control of the match. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So bitches that still say she's green, she is. It called money, money, money. And there's still some stuff Jane needs to work on. But she is looking damn good and damn fine. Yep, yep. And Jade wins this match. Puts her record at what? 27-0, and 0, I think. I think it's 27-0 now. I think you might be right. So, 
AQA does we have we a. We might co- need to have a, a debate on how many matches you think she, she can win before she loses one. Like what that number is going to be. You know, like with Undertaker was like what thirty and one or something. Twenty nine and something. Yeah. Anyways, AQA does get signed to AEW later on. And not to mention her coach is Booker T. Who hates AEW. Yeah. So, that's something. Get a Adam Cole and Young Bucks promo. We always love Adam Cole. Baby. It's all about the boom. The Young Bucks. Don't really see why Adam Cole brung in Jay White. This is setting up something for when Omega comes back. The Bullet Club versus the Elite. And the Young Bucks bring up that Kenny and Jay White don't like each other. Ooh, so they got beef with each other. Oh, it's going to be really good when Kenny come back. And then Adam Cole drops a devious line. Bullet Club for life. Once your Bullet Club... Your bullet club for life. Yep, yep. Damn. Speaking of Omega, um, rumor was he was supposed to be back sometime like before Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of got pushed back. So evidently his injuries were more severe than what we had originally thought. And Serena Deeb has doing like a five minute rookie challenge. Yeah, okay. Squash match. Yeah. One and and like, she's a good heel. You know how we She do, is a good heel. Yeah. When we do our top 10 female heels, she's going to be on the list. She's a good heel. But she wins the match in like a minute 30, give or take. Then we get your main event for the AEW World Championship versus the champion, Hangman. Adam Page mm-hmm. versus the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer. Go Archer! Go Archer! Lance Archer couldn't even get out to do his entrance before this match started. No, because that was a smart move on Hangman. Yeah, Lance Archer goes through a glass pane. Out. I bet he felt some pain. Uh huh. Um, bloody. Love blood and guts. That's why I love hockey. It was a Texas death match. Love Texas death matches. <laughs> um, Hangman got a uh, Lance Archer pulled his finisher. Okay, let's onto talk. The let, stair. Let, let's talk about a man, Dan Lambert. Dan is smart. Dan is the man. I mean, he decides that he's gonna take the top rope down so he undoes it with like the little tool thingy and the top rope falls so that way um hangman doesn't have momentum to do yes. the buckshot yeah to do his his finisher pretty smart smart move smart move dan now dan if you could use that brain and get you know my guys tag team gold you know because you know we love some Canadian top tits in Scorpio Sky. That we do. Yeah. Anyways, Lance Archer 
goes, they both go through the table. Tables, tables. We love table matches too. And then it's a matter of who gets up to their feet first. Heyman gets up at about seven, eight, nine, ten. Lance Archer is still down. Hangman retains. But first, why did Lance Archer eat Hangman's blood? Yeah, so Lance Archer takes a fork, jabs it into Hangman's forehead, then proceeds to lick the blood off the fork. So my guess is Lance Archer is from Romania, and he's a vampire. I really, Because that's where Dracula was from. I really hope Hangman doesn't have like any type of disease that's transmitted through blood. Yeah, that might be that might be a little dangerous. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't do. I'm hoping it was fake blood and not Hangman's real blood. How about that? Fake or not, it's still weird as fuck. Yeah, it was still weird, but I mean, I, I've kind of like did that to myself. Like I've cut myself and didn't have like anything to stop the bleeding with well that's different so i licked it myself that's your own blood that's not somebody else's so if you cut yourself and you're trying to stop it for a little bit yeah that makes sense okay until you get a band-aid on it and whatever you clean it up but you take a fork you dig into somebody's forehead open them up then eat their blood I guess he was trying to put an L on Hangman's forehead. <laughs> Anyways, Hangman won. Can we talk about Hangman doing his finishing move? Because you know he lost the momentum of the top rope. Yeah. What does he use instead? The referee. The referee. Yet again, your referees in AEW suck ass. No. In no time should a referee be used to help you proceed to do your finishing move. In a no-DQ match, it's legal. Anything's legal in a no-DQ Still not legal. And you just don't know wrestling. Bitch, I've been watching (laughs) wrestling longer than you've fucking been alive. (laughs) So, Hangman wins. Who comes out? It's all about the boom. It's Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole comes out, picks up the world title, gives it to Hangman. I would have laughed if he'd have picked it up and hit him in the head with it. Setting up for Adam Cole versus Adam Page. The winner of this match not only gets the world title, but keeps his first name. Oh, so you know how, like, in NASCAR, I always bitch about it because you're a Kyle Larson fan and I'm a Kyle Busch fan. Yeah. And I always say Kyle Larson is the fake Kyle. So Hangman Adam Page is the fake Adam and Adam Cole is the real Adam. (laughs) Sure. Is this the one time you agree with me? Yeah. Okay. And that's how Dynamite ends. Great fucking episode. Yes. 10 out of 10. Yes. I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Well, that's your opinion. Mine's an eight. So, what were your top five moments from Dynamite on Wednesday? Um. Do you need to think about that? No. 
Number one, Keith Lee debut. Number two, Jay White. Number three, Adam Cole having the world title. Number four, the Lance Archer match. Number five, Isaiah Cassidy being launched to fucking Mars. That was pretty good. So mine, number five, was the Hangman Archer match. Number four was the Inner Circle segment. Yeah. Number three was Keith Lee debuting. Okay. Number two was Jay White is all elite, baby. And he's not all elite, just Forbidden Door. He's all elite, shut the fuck up. No, because he's still signed with New Japan. He could be signed with two no, companies, you can't. Jip shit. Uh, and number one was CM Punk Moxley versus FTR. Okay. And now? Those were my top five from Dynamite. Rampage. Can you believe who did not make my top five? Maxwell. Yes. Ain't that a shocker for me? Surprisingly, yeah. Like, I just wasn't dil- digging his whole segment. Like, the coming out in the, in the thing. I just wasn't digging it. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Rampage. Rampage time. And you were excited about Rampage because who was going to be on Rampage? Rapungi Vice and, and the Young Bucks. And who else? Your favorite individual star. Hook! Send Hook! We love Hook. So we start Rampage with Rapungi Vice versus the Young Bucks. Greatest tag match of the year already. I'm so digging the Young Bucks gear. It was so badass. It was awesome. The Young Bucks are just awesome. Rapungi starts off pretty hot in the match. Yeah. Giving me like, oh, they gonna beat the Young Bucks. Um, During the match, Young Bucks are like, fuck this shit. I'm going home and start walking up the ramp, which I think it was like a ploy. Yeah. And so Punky, uh, Rapungi Vice chases. And what does the Young Bucks do to them? Super, super kick. kick. <laughs> and then we call it the Super Kick Party. wonder how they felt about that. Ouch. If I'm Rapungi Vice, ouch. And they almost get counted out by the Super Kick Party. Then Romero gets back in. Barely. Yes. Now, Rapungi Vice came out with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. In their cor- in their corner. Orange Cassidy proceeds to climb under the ring. <laughs> yeah. And then who comes out? And it is not Orange Cassidy. Like, how did he switch? Very evil. Very nice. Danhausen. Dan we love Danhausen. We do love Danhausen. The Bucks win. Good good match. Great Great tag team match. Best part of the match was our buddy Landon Butler getting the orange punch. Yeah. Then orange getting the super kick by the Bucks. (laughs) And then as Trent is standing in the ring, who comes up behind Trent Beretta? Jay White. And what does Jay White do? Switchblade. Switchblade. Which, by the way, out of, like, wrestling nicknames, Switchblade has to be top ten. Top Mm. five. Yeah. 
So our next segment segment was an announcement by Ricky Starks, who we love. We like Ricky. We do love absolute Ricky Starks. And it has to deal with Face of Revolution match, which we will be getting Hobbs versus Dante Martin again. You have to let Powerhouse win this one. So we, Martin has won, what is it, 1-1 one, one, or? It's 1-1. One, one. Okay. Yeah, Hobbs has got to win. But you one. have to let Hobbs win this one. But I don't think he's going to win because I think but, they're pushing Martin. No, hear me out. So you get Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs in a ladder match. I don't think they're going to push Keith Lee like that right now. Keith Lee's getting pushed already. I wouldn't mind seeing Hobbs and Wardlow. Fuck I, it, all three. I was going to say, Hobbs, Wardlow, and Keith Lee, you better put some extra support in that fucking ring. All fucking three. Because they're some big men. Those three would clear house. And I have seen rings fall before. And it would still be a good match. Mm-hmm. So our next segment, we have the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Fun. And he is asked about Moxley teaming with Punk. So it was a one-night stand. He's looking for something long-term. Funny. That was so great. <laughs> then your boy Matt Sydal interrupts him. With Lee Moriarty. With Lee Moriarty. So what are we getting? Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. This is going to be... It's going to be a great match. Insanely good. Insanely good. And then our next segment... We get a women's match. And it's somebody who... Robin Renegade. Very rarely fights. And Dr. Britt Baker. Yep. She pulls the Maxwell. She only fights when she wants to. She fights more than Maxwell, at least. However, what is missing outside the ring in Dr. Britt's corner? Hater. Hater. I was kind of pissed that I might not get to see Jamie Hater. I was saying the match was pretty good. And Renegade had some offense. However, Britt wins. Without cheating. Wow, a heel can win without cheating. Would you really consider her a heel, though? Yeah, kind of, sort of. I think she's, like, in the middle. She's a heel in Cleveland, let me put it like that. Well, any Pittsburgh fan's a heel in Cleveland, but... Anyway, our next match, your favorite, Send Hook. Versus some kid named Blake Lee, who is supposed to be QT Marshall's protege. Prize protege, as he said. Yeah, hook into this dude's career. Um, Hook kicked his ass. As Hook, hook does. Hook has great moves. Hook doing Hook things. And there was the one move Hook did called the high crotch. Who would name a wrestling move the high crotch? Well, the dude's up in the air and you're grabbing him under his crotch to throw him over. So, yeah, it's called a high crotch. But you're right. A bad name for a move mm -hmm. to begin with. But well, it's a badass move. But the best part was the commentary. Jericho going, Hookamania! Oh, yeah. Hook needs to be in the face of the revolution ladder match. Could be. 
So our main event on Rampage, we get your favorite Jurassic Express versus Ass Boys. The Gun Club. Ass Boys. They are called the Gun Club. They are the Ass Boys. Speaking of Gun Club, their father was on Busted Open this morning. Billy Gun. Yeah. And he was asked a question about the young talent at AEW. And his reply was, I would like to take them and put them in that promotion up north, then bring them back to AEW to let them see how well they have it. What promotion is he talking about? Impact? WWE? WWE. Given that he MLW. was given that he was a former WWE wrestler. NWA. He was talking about WWE. GCW. I can't continue. But no, he was talking about WWE one hundred percent. I don't blame him. <coughs> and earlier in the podcast we were talking about Brock Lesnar on the pack show. And Brock said the same thing that Billy Gunn said about young talent. They feel they have to showcase their one move instead of, like, coming up with a character gimmick to get over. Yeah. So it was kind of ironic that Billy Gunn said that this morning, and then Brock Lesnar turned around and said it on the McAfee show. It's like Maxwell. He has his gimmick. He's a dickhead. Full out. Darby has his gimmick. Goth grandson. Goth, whatever. But it's good. Sammy has his as the Mexican Spanish god. Okay, that's whatever. Toss it away. Fuck him. Nope, that's who I would trade. I would trade Sammy Guevara for Finn Balor. Okay. Um, who's the other? You got Jungle Boy's gimmick. It works. I can't really name a young guy in WWE who's gimmick works that I like. I mean, it's just ironic that they both said that on the same day. In their own way, yes. Yeah. So, let's get on to the match. Um, the ass boys are giving me Miz vibes with their outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s Shawn Michael vibes. Speaking of the Miz... He had a hard line on Raw last week saying that Dominic is Eddie's son. Like, damn. Yeah, that's kind of played out. So we get, I believe it's Austin and Jungle Boy starts the match. Yeah. And Jungle Boy does the DX move (laughs) to Austin. And Jericho asks, what does that mean? Excalibur responds with ass boys. (laughs) I love me some Excalibur and some Jericho on commentary. Yes. They are great. Just give me them two all day long. With Ricky Starks. We like Ricky Starks as well. Yes. Luchasaurus slams both of the ass boys onto the outside of the ring. That kind of doesn't sound right. He slams the ass boys. He does. <laughs> Damn. Luchasaurus is kinky. Mm-hmm. Then the ass boys 
take control of the match. And I'm sitting here going, oh, fuck. They're really going to let these fuckers I win? I really thought they won that match. I was like, they're going to let these fuckers win. Oh, shit. I wouldn't be They mad. are annoying now. Can you imagine if they had won the tag belt? I like the gun club. I actually like the like, gun club. I love the dad. Badass Billy Gunn. When he was with Road Dog Jesse James as the New Age Outlaws. And as soon as you heard uh, Road Dog say, Your ass better call somebody. You knew they were coming out. And I, I was pumped for them. So I love Billy Gunn. And Billy Gunn being like 50 some years old. Motherfucker still in shape and can whoop anybody's ass on that roster pretty much. But I like the guard club. They're like. They're good heels. They're a good heel tag team. Which, their dad was a great heel, so. So, yeah, you have good training from your father, so. So, Jungle Boy decides he's gonna fly, and he makes a mistake, and he hits Luchasaurus into the rail. Uh, yeah. Then, one of the ass boys decides they're gonna take the, the, uh, belt, and hit Jungle Boy with it. I thought I thought the I match thought was, was over. I thought it was over, and Jungle Boy kicks out. Hey, Jungle Boy is that guy. He is good. Then Luchasaurus proceeds to choke slam one of the ass boys into the crowd, like literally knocks the people out of their seat. <laughs> they probably knew that was coming though. And then we see Christian take out Billy Gunn. Yeah. And then Jungle Boy lands the kill switch and gets the win. Yeah, he used um Christian's move. Uh-huh. Very cool. Guess he's been training with Christian. And that was the end of Rampage. Uh, I thought Rampage was better than Dynamite. They were both 10 out of 10. You're just AEW biased. No, like the past week in AEW was fucking awesome. And this week's going to be even better. Yes. So, let's talk about next week on Dynamite. We have Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa in a no disqualification match. Thunder Rosa's going to win. You think Thunder Rosa? I'm going to go Mercedes. Okay. Then we have a face of revolution match between... This sucks. Tony Khan, I hate you for this bitch. Wardlow versus Matt Caster. Real quick, Matt Caster, A, Saturday ended Brian Cage's whole career. If you had not heard his rap, it is on Twitter. Go look up at Platinum Max. You can find it. It is great. Oh, I'm looking forward to, to Platinum Max's rhyme on Wardlow. Because you know he gonna drop something about you know how MJF is shading Wardlow. I like them both, but I'm gonna go with Wardlow. Wardlow's winning. Not to mention Max is calling Wardlow CGI on Twitter, saying he's fake. I love Max Caster. Max Caster, he is not fake. I've seen that man twice in person. That is not fake. What's also crazy is that I've known. I've known of Matt's caster since 2016 on fucking YouTube when he did his whole shit with Grimm. Nice. That's crazy. 
So then we have the TNT title. Yeah. Your boy, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. No, no. Versus goth grandson, Darby Allen. Andrade's going to fuck over Darby in this match. I kind of think so. So Sammy's going to retain. Alright, Darby's going to win the match. Well, because of a DQ and Sammy will still be champion. And then that sets up a triple threat match. Oh, I can see that. Then we have Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. Danielson's going to win, but it's going to be a banger of a match. Yes, Danielson would definitely win. Then we have a tag match between my boys Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho and Hager. I really don't know who's going to win this match. I'm going Santana and Ortiz. I'll go Jericho and Hager then. Okay. And then for Rampage, we have two matches. We have another Face of Revolution match between Hobbs and Martin. Uh, I want Hobbs to win. They'll probably let Martin win, but I wouldn't be mad if Hobbs won. I wouldn't be mad if either one of them won. And we have Trent Beretta versus Jay White. Jay White's, uh, gonna, Jay White's gonna beat the fuck out of Trent Beretta. I was gonna say, Jay White's gonna kick the shit out of Trent. Sorry. And I mean, I like best friends, but... Sorry. And so... Yes, this whole elite versus best friends thing's been going on for a while. But now I'm starting to see, like, why it's going on. The storytelling of it. Mm-hmm. It's setting up for a Bullet Club versus Elite match. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So, Revolution being around the corner. Yeah. What are your predictions for Revolution? Who do you have in the AEW title match? Adam Cole and Adam Page. The women's title match. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. The tag matches. Ooh, Jurassic Express and FTR. Your TNT title match, you've done said. You're going to have it as a three-way. Sammy, Darby, and Andrade. Who would you have fighting Jade for the TBS title? Mm. Ooh, I don't know. Just throwing somebody. Throwing like Anna Jay or somebody. Um, this person has Chris Statlander. Okay, okay. That's the match. That that is the match I need now. And they also have other matches. So tell me your thoughts. Danielson versus Moxley. Mm, I don't see them fighting. Eddie Kingston versus Jericho. I not sure how you feel about that match. A rematch of Chicago, Punk and MJF. Yeah, we're getting that at Revolution. Dante Martin versus Hook. Do you want Dante Martin to die? Do you want Dante Martin to die? I had not thought about that match, but I think that's a match I might need. Do you want Dante Martin to die? Then we have Pac versus Malachi Black. That could be a good match. Then we have the ladder match, which we discussed. 
Hobbs, Wardlow, Leaf in a triple threat. Yeah. You know who else they have in this ladder match? Who? They make it a six-way. Well, it's already a six-man yes. ladder match. So they have Cody Rhodes, uh, Daniel Garcia, and oh. Jay Lethal. Take out Cody and put in Mira. Mm-hmm. And they have Johnny Gargano debuting. If he shows up at Revolution... If he shows up at Revolution... You're gonna lose your shit. I might jump out the window. You're gonna lose your shit. I might run butt-ass naked through the streets. That would be funny. Just saying that would be funny. If Gargano shows up, oh... Be prepared, because I am going on Twitter and only putting Gargano <laughs> multiple times. Okay. So that's what that person has, as being the card for revolution. I can, uh, I can see it. I can see it, and I was really shocked by the Dante Martin hook match. That's the match that I need. That's the match I didn't know I needed. Now that I think about it, I do need to see them too. Yeah. Well, I don't have nothing else. I don't have nothing else neither, and it's like, what? 6.40. 6.40, so it's like 20 minutes before AEW Dark comes on. And we're going to go watch that. So we got to go watch that. I still got to take a shower, got to wash my hair, still got homework. Yeah, your Nana taking us to Durham today kind of screwed up my plans, but free pizza? Hey, pizza's pizza. And I got free shit from Bath and Body Works and tequila? Oh, good. <laughs> so, I may or may not be a little hydrated later on tonight. Being hydrated is fun. What you know about being hydrated? You are underage. Nothing. It but, just seems fun. You better be hydrated on some damn Mountain Dew or... <laughs> or as your papa told you when he was little, he had a beer refrigerator and you didn't believe him because you knew he didn't drink beer. It was root beer. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, we apologize again for our AEW review being late. We'll be back on schedule. We Wednesday. are back on schedule. We'll be back Wednesday with Geek Wednesday and we get to discuss the mom trailer. That is Multiverse of Madness for y'all that don't know that. That whole episode's just going to be about the mom trailer. And Moon Knight. We'll give like 10 minutes to Moon Knight. The rest of it will be the mom trailer. And any other geek news we have between now and then. Yeah. And then Thursday, we'll be back with our Peacemaker finale. And we will include last week's episode review with our finale. Because of our technical difficulties. Yep. So, if you have nothing else to say, Brendan. Uh, nope. As we say on the mid-podcast, we are mid-out. Goodbye, people of the internet.